What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have a lot going on. The trade deadline is, is just a couple days away, and there have been some trades, some trades made, and you know we'll jump into it. I think the big one, big one we'll discuss is that the Marlins have traded Starling Marte to the Athletics in exchange for Jesus Luzardo. So that is the stunner of deadline season so far. It's a straight-up one-for-one swap, Marte, outfielder, in exchange for left-handed pitcher Jesus Lusardo. Both teams have announced a move. And, you know, Marte's going to be a free agent at the end of the season, but we talked about him a little bit before. He's someone who can definitely help a team. Um, not just now, also in the offseason when he does sign his new deal. Because um, even though he's, you know, in his 30s or whatever, he can still play solid center field, still has elite speed, and, and can hit. He can hit. I mean, he's hitting 305 with a 8- 56 OPS, four home runs, 22 steals, and a career-high 11.6% walk rate so far this year. He did miss some time this season when he fractured a rib while diving for a catch in center field, but he's been really, really excellent when healthy. And he's honestly just generally been pretty underrated in his career up to this point. He's a former All-Star, two-time Gold Glove winner. He has a couple 20 homer seasons under his belt, and he's just been really good through parts of 10 major league seasons between Pittsburgh, Arizona, and Miami. So getting Starling Marte allows the A's to trot out a regular outfield of Marte, Marcana, and Ramon Laureano. So this is likely going to cut into Steven Piscotti's playing time. Although, you know, they're probably still going to use his right-handed bat against lefties. But um, any of those outfielders or Piscotti could, you know, get, get a turn at designated hitter against lefties which would give Mitch Moreland uh, a break because Mitch Moreland generally doesn't really hit lefties that well and hasn't been doing so in 2021. But generally speaking, this move shows you how the Athletics see themselves as contenders. They want to make, you know, they have an immediate window. That's right now. It's win now. They want to make a deep postseason run. Obviously, parting with Jesus Luzardo is a pretty steep price to pay for a two-month rental. But he has struggled both in the majors and at AAA this season. So... Maybe the fact they traded him tells us that they just figured that he might never feel, fulfill the potential that he's shown. I mean, I think it's still, still too early to say so, considering that he's young. But I mean, this is someone who's been one of the top 10 overall prospects in baseball as recently just a few years back. But he's in his early 20s, so I, it's, it's too early to pull the plug on that. But like I said, the A's are trying to win now. So the Marlins will definitely, okay, they're, they're getting a 23-year-old Muzardo. They're going to see him like, okay, that's great. Um, we can try to work with this guy, see if he can, we can strike some gold with him. Um, yeah, I mean, when he made his debut, he was 21 years old, pitched with a 368 ERA through his first 71 innings. And entering this season, a lot of people thought he would be a breakout pick for this year, but it's, it's been a pretty nightmarish season for him. But don't worry. No worries. I think this is someone who's going to be fine. Remember what Lucas Giolito was like when he first came up? Led the He led the American League in, like, ERA or something like that. ERA earned runs. I think it was ERA. It's almost, yeah. It, was it like, it was north of five for sure. I think it was like almost six. Then he comes back the following year, he's an all-star. I think we can see something like that with Jesus Luzardo in the very near future. He just needs to, he just needs to you know, figure it out. He just needs to figure it out. But... The fact that he has been struggling in AAA is not encouraging. Um, since being optioned down there about five weeks ago, 
they've stretched him back out as, as a starter, and the results have not been pretty. He's pitching eight games, 29 innings, at a 6.87 ERA, and pretty poor strikeout and walk rates. Triple A Las Vegas is a pretty extreme hitter friendly setting, but I mean, those numbers are alarming no matter how you slice it. But the Marlins have lots of arms in that system now. Um, I mean, they're adding Luzardo to a group that obviously includes Sandy Alcantara, Sixto Sanchez, Trevor Rogers, Pablo Lopez, Braxton Garrett, Max Meyer, all these guys, all these guys. I think the, the Marlins have been stockpiling some ta- talent for some time now, and we'll also see them turn the corner in the very near future, in the next two years or so. I think they'll they'll actually get pretty solid. Um, that sounds near, but, you know, strange, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. But, yeah, that's the big, you know, that's really the big move um, on the trade market. There are other trades, though, um, other trades to, uh, to discuss. So Kendall Graveman was traded, and that, w- that came as a bit of a shock to some people. Um, the Mariners shipped him off to the Astros. So trading him to an in, like, within your division to a rival – and apparently this uh, did not go over well in the Mariners clubhouse. A lot of people were upset about it. Like, why would you trade, you know, our, our, our bullpen guy, our stud bullpen guy, to the AL West leaders? And, um, yeah, that's, I, I don't know. It obviously bolsters Houston's bullpen because that pen has struggled at times this year. But, um, yeah, honestly, I don't really know. Graven's 4-0 with a 0.82 ERA, 10 saves and 30 appearances this year. I mean, he hasn't allowed an earned run his past 12 appearances. Maybe this is Seattle trying to sell high? I don't really know. That's that's a strange one. That's a strange one. But in return, they're getting infielder Abraham Toro and reliever Joe Smith. Well, it's actually Kendall Graven and Rafael Montero going to Houston, then Toro and Joe Smith going back to Seattle. That's the way it is. Cold business. Cold business, honestly. That's that's kind of what we deal with nowadays. But um, it is what it is. So the Nats game, the Nats game is postponed. Um, they have they have 12 positive COVID cases. They have an outbreak there. Four players, eight staffers test positive for COVID-19. So um, it, it came today, which is the day after Trey Turner exited the game. In the first inning after it was revealed he tested positive, um, so yeah, I mean, this is something we've kind of become accustomed to over the last year and it's not really anything new. So yeah, um, major league baseball will, will reschedule the game. They'll postpone the game and, and they'll figure it out. That's just, that's just how it is. just thought I would mention it because I mean, the game was postponed nonetheless. So moving on, there is a bit of a, um, a market forming for Max Scherzer. There are a lot of rumblings that he will get dealt or he could get dealt before the trade deadline. He has a full no trade clause, so um, obviously he would need to approve. I think what we're going to see is that I think we'll see him end up on a contender. I wouldn't be surprised to see Max Scherzer end up with the with the Dodgers or the Padres or something like that. A contender who wants to go deep in October could definitely use Max Scherzer. I mean, if, if we see Scherzer in 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 L.A., that's, that's going to be... <laughs> That might be curtains for the rest of the league. That might be it because that postseason rotation is just going to be too much to deal with. But you never know. Um, there, there is a lot of speculation on that end, but I do think we'll see him move within the next 48 hours. 
Um, we are also hearing that Joey Gallo could be on the move, but there is there is something else to con- uh, to keep in mind here to consider here. So apparently, they actually the, the Rangers offered him an extension, and they're saying it's a ridiculously overpaid offer because they want him to stay in Texas. If he declines it, if he declines his extension offer, then you know you could definitely see them moving him. Um, he it's interesting because he won't reach free agency until after 2022, so he's not going to be a rental. He'll be whichever team gets him will get him through trade. We'll get him for the rest of this year and all of next year as well. Um, but you know, money talks. Money talks. If it truly was a ridiculous, ridiculously overpaid offer, you better believe he's going to accept it. I mean, what does ridiculously overpaid mean? I mean, that would be something in the in the neighborhood of you know thirty plus million a year. That would definitely be overpaid for Joey Gallo. Um, yeah, but who knows if if the uh, I, I doubt the Rangers offered that. It's probably not that high. But uh, speaking of which, speaking of the Rangers, they actually did sign their their first first round draft pick, Jack Leiter. They signed him to um, you know to a signing bonus seven point nine million dollars. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that's more than Henry Davis got in number one overall. Leiter was a number two overall pick. It's probably going to end up being the the largest bonus in this year's draft. Um, yeah, it's not really surprising. This guy is uh, is highly touted. Six one two zero five righty. Pitch to you know seller ERA at Vanderbilt, strikeout machine. He's got a good mid nineties fastball with a lot of life, and his best pitch is actually his actually his curveball. So a lot of scouts think he's going to uh, make his way up to the majors pretty quickly, pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, Rangers did that. And last but not least, trade which was just announced: the Brewers have acquired veteran infielder Eduardo Escobar from the Diamondbacks. Okay, so Brewers, we know they're going for it. But uh, the D-backs are going to get two players in return. Catcher Cooper Hummel and infielder Alberto Ciprian. Well, Eduardo Eduardo Escobar is obviously the prize here. He's been one of the game's most obvious trade candidates for months now. He's going to be a free agent, and he's on the league's worst team. So obviously, he was going to be traded. Um, It was just a matter of time. I mean, 22 home runs so far this year. He's a switch hitter. He's he's been a productive player throughout the majority of his time as a D-back. He's been an above-average bat in each of the pa- or three of the past four years. Um, it's, it's it's the slugging really strong power numbers this season. Thirty-five home runs, five eleven slugging going back to 2019. He doesn't walk much, so he doesn't get on base that much. But he's also fairly tough to strike out, especially for a player who who focuses a lot on on power. So Brewers are also going for it. See, I, this is the theme you're going to continue to see. Um, Contenders trying to beef up their teams. Contenders trying to beef up their teams. Whispers about the Padres. Who knows? You know, if if Gallo, if Gallo declines that extension, there are whispers that the Padres could try to get him in a deal uh, where Eric Hosmer would be going. We would be leaving San Diego because obviously now that the Padres have Adam Frazier, Hosmer seems to be the odd man out because they get played Cronenworth at first base. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. But that's going to be it today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.